0: Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. Last week, like Lydia said earlier, we talked about who the Holy Spirit is, Uh, so where we find Him in Scripture, um, how He is God. And He's a part of God and an aspect of God um, and is fully God, um, which is weird. That's that weird Trinity thing that all of us are kind of like, we don't fully understand. And that's okay, because He's God. He's supposed to be a little beyond our understanding, right? But um, the Holy Spirit is, like some of us, we have ideas about the Holy Spirit. We've heard about Him throughout our lives. Some of us in our backgrounds, we're like, we've never, no one's ever talked about the Holy Spirit. Like, I've read it in Scripture, but... I don't know anything about him. So last week, Andrew kind of addressed uh, kind of the foundation of who the Holy Spirit is as a person, um, and how He is a part of nearly every interaction we have with God today. So Jesus went into have Jesus came as the physical body of God, like a physical manifestation of God, while He was on Earth, and before He left, He was like, "Hey." I'm going to do you one better. It's better for you that I leave because I'm going to leave my spirit, God's spirit, to just impact the world. So God's spirit called the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of who he is. And like Lydia said, here in the next week or two, we'll have that up on a podcast if you're like, man, I would really like to hear that part first. Um, but if, if you didn't come last week, you're not going to be lost. Like, it's not that. It's just that we're going to kind of talk about what the Holy Spirit does. So it's kind of, that's who he was and now who he is. And, and now we're going to kind of talk about how he impacts our lives as followers of Jesus and uh, and how he empowers us to live out our faith. Uh, so I invited June up here with me uh, to, to help share some of the experiences he's had when it comes to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and, um, and how it's affected his life. And um, June knows that I'm going to say this and wants me to say this. So, June is not some super Christian. June is not like, oh, he's like next level Jesus follower that like experiences this really cool stuff. Um, this isn't something that only June can experience or access, okay? Uh, and it's not something that only we as staff can access because we've got a degree in Bible or we've done different classes, right? This is something that all believers in God have access to. That's what scripture says. These things, and great, Jesus said, the things that I did and even more you will do after I leave. Like Jesus intended for us to experience these things. Um, and June is experiencing God in some really cool new ways because in the last year, he started to see God differently. He started to be like, hey, I want revelation of the Holy Spirit. I want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit in a new way. And uh, and then God began to move in his life in some cool ways. Um, and and um, there are multiple students in Chi Alpha that could be up here sharing similar stories of the ways that God has empowered them and used them as they've been obedient to him. Um, But I will say that um, I'm really proud of June because, and he doesn't know I'm going to say this. He would So I'm really proud of June because June has a deep surrender to God in that when God asks him to do something, he doesn't question it. He just says, all right, let's go. Like, I'm going to try my best to do it. And I think that's why June is seeing some really cool things happen in his life. Um, and so that's not a uh, something that we don't have access to, but it is something that June's walking in a level of obedience to God where he's seeing some cool stuff happen, and he has throughout his life. So um, I just wanted to start with that so that as he's sharing stories, you're not like, wow, must be nice. June, don't have that going on in my life, you know, um, that we all have access to this, okay? Um, and, and we'd love us uh, staff. Would love to share stories that we've experienced similar to June's, um, but it just sometimes means more coming from a peer or a student than it does like someone who's been doing campus ministry for nine years or 10 years. So um, yeah, so I wanted to give June a chance to kind of share a little bit about his story and like who he is and his faith and all that.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Hello, everyone. My name is June ha I'm an international student from South Korea, and I'm a sophomore. I'm currently studying business. And for all my life, I grew up as a Christian. My dad's a pastor and he made me read the Bible every day. So I, growing up, I, I was a Christian my whole life and I thought I knew everything in the Bible and all that. But I really didn't have this relationship, this personal and genuine relationship with God. I didn't know, I didn't even know what that meant. Um, people were talking about it so many times, like, you, you gotta have a genuine relationship with him. I'm like, what does that even mean? I, I was like I was I heard that so many times that eventually I was like I was forgetting the importance of it because I've heard it so many times, um, and this image I had of the Holy Spirit was this random spirit floating around in the space and tell us like not, not to so do that. when we were like tempted to do something, like and that was the image I had and I wish someone like would have told me earlier that that wasn't the Holy Spirit. Um, because it's really life changing and I'm glad I have this opportunity to tell you about the Holy Spirit that I, I've experienced because it really made a huge difference in my life. It's, it's, it's a, it was, it was everything. It was, it changed everything in my life. So. Yeah, let's get get into it. That's awesome.
0: Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of share something in Scripture that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do as followers of Jesus, and then June's going to share an experience that he's had um, with that same thing. Uh, so we're going to kind of go back and forth uh, and just go back. So last week, Andrew referenced John 16, which is when Jesus was talking to his disciples and talking to them about when he left or when he died. The disciples didn't really want to hear it. They were kind of like, no, oh, we don't want to hear it. Um, but... What he said in that passage is that it was actually better for him to go to heaven because he would leave the Holy Spirit, which is kind of mind-boggling, right? Um, he talked about the fact that he wanted his followers to have access to the Holy Spirit, um, And and so we're going to look at some of the things that the Spirit does. So the first thing is the Holy Spirit empowers us for greater holiness. The Holy Spirit empowers us for greater holiness. Have you ever really wanted to let go of a sin pattern, right? Like you're like, man, God convicted me of this thing in my life, and I just feel like I can't overcome it. Like I know I need to change it. But I can't, it just keeps coming back. And, uh, and sometimes when we take, um, when we take appro- that approach with sin, like we're like, man, we need to eliminate sin from our lives, which is something God's called us to do, to be obedient to Him and be conformed in His image. Sometimes it feels impossible. But the reality is, it can be impossible if you're doing it completely on your own, but God never intended for you to do it completely on your own. He intended to empower you, to help you to live out a life of holiness, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. Um, He wanted you to help you. So Galatians 5 talks about this. So this is Paul writing to the Galatian church, and he's saying, "Uh, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you're directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses or to basically having to pay for your sins and overcome your sins." When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And this is along with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, basically all these things and sins that, that we don't want to do as followers of Jesus. Um, and it, he says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. As followers of Jesus, we're not supposed to live this way, right? But that next verse says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Those sinful things are gone as we as we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So what this passage is talking about, what he's saying is you can't, A lot of times with our sinful nature, it it feels impossible to overcome, but the Holy Spirit is there to help battle that sinful nature, to help battle the things in our lives that feel unconquerable by replacing them with good things. So when we we spend time with God, when we spend time in His presence, God's Spirit and God's character begins to create in us these things of goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, these things that we can't do on our own, He empowers us to do. And the way that he does that, according to these verses, is through his Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. So, um, June, can you share some stories of how, like, walking in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, God kind of empowered you to live a more holy life?
1: Yeah, so I feel like it's a common knowledge that the Holy Spirit helps us to not, not sin. Um, but it's, I think, really a life changer when you recognize when, you, when you're aware when He does it. So did you guys know that the Holy Spirit can talk to you? Like it's like not just like a conscience where it says, no, don't do this when you're about to do something bad. But He talks to you. He actually talks to you. Uh, he talks to you through dreams. He talks to you through different repetitions in your life. Like if you see a pattern in your life that emphasizes a topic, a word, a verse, or something, that that might be something that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. Or voices in your head or pictures in your head. Um, Fancier term for that is visions. Um, Or just anything that he can use, which is everything. And one specific example I want to share with you guys today is, I was walking in the blue one day and I saw this old man sitting... Um, by the union grounds. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice in my head. And when I say I hear something, it's not like an audible voice. I wish it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's more like a, like a thought all of a sudden. And the Holy Spirit told me, go talk to him. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, who, who does that, right? <laughs> Just walk up to a stranger and start talking. Um, so I ended up walking back to my dorm. But the thought just kept coming back to me. It was like, go talk to him, go talk to him, go talk. And I was like, oh, okay, God. Uh I'll go talk to him. It's been like 30 minutes. So I was like, if he's still there, I'm gonna go talk to him. So I went to went back to Blue and he was still there. So I uh I started talking to him. And we that that's when like our like this beautiful relationship. He's like 70 years old and I'm I'm 20. So like this beautiful relationship started. And we've done a lot together. We we had meals together, we pray for each other, we text, we call each other. And there are more things, personal stuff that I won't be sharing here today. But that's just one example of the Holy Spirit talking to you. He tells you to He not only tells you not to do stuff, he tells you to do stuff. And they are often, they can be very specific. It's not like it's not like a verse in your head, but like very Different depending on the situations in your lives. So maybe uh, I don't know. Just asking where you should go today. Where I, How should I use this money? Um, what should I talk about when I'm talking to this person? Or just very specific things. Um, and I realize that the Holy Spirit is always talking to us, and it's often us not knowingly blocking His messages because. Either we're not aware that he's talking to us, or, um, I, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think we're like intentionally blocking his voice, but we don't know that he's just talking to us constantly. So I think just being aware of the fact that there is someone higher than us, more powerful than us, who's talking to us, even though, even though we're not realizing it. And they're very personalized, very, um,
0: individualized very individualized
1: very specific ones that will only apply to you so i encourage you guys to be more aware of it ask the holy spirit to let me hear you i want to know you more i want to hear you more give me more of you less of me and it will lead you to a greater greater holiness
0: that's good that's good thank you for sharing that um, so the next thing, uh, that the Holy Spirit empowers us for is for deeper connection to God. The Holy Spirit empowers us for deeper connection to God. And, uh, it sounds so awesome to have this really, really close relationship with God, doesn't it? Like you're probably sitting in this chapel because you have some sort of a hunger or desire to know God and to experience him. Right. Um, because, because we want to encounter him. We want, to see his face in our lives. We want to see his impact in our lives. And the Holy Spirit does that. He gives a deeper connection to God. So this is from the passage that Andrew shared last week in John 16, just two of the verses, where Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit coming, right? And in verse 13 and 14, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future." He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me, and so it's kind of like what June was talking about, um, where the Holy Spirit is taking like basically messages from God and telling them to us. He is the one communicating with us because um, you know God up in heaven, right, is like you you see in the Old Testament how he like voices from heaven said like Noah. Abraham right like we don't get that very often where it's like whoa like where did that come from right um so but in Jesus when he was here physically on earth he spoke to people he interacted with people but he's not physically here on earth anymore so the Holy Spirit empowers us to connect with God more fully by telling us what God is thinking what God has planned for our lives how God wants us to act how God wants us to move um and so he what's cool is that he is God So he has direct access to the thoughts and actions of Jesus. He connects us to God. Um, And so when we link ourselves up with the Holy Spirit, when we are open to the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we do have a closer connection to God because it becomes less of a, I read the Bible and I hear about God, and more of a conversation like June just talked about. Um, So yeah, Uh, do you have any stories to follow up about how you have a greater connection to God? Hmm.
1: I feel like in my life, once I, I started to be aware of His presence, be aware of the being of the Holy Spirit and the power that was far beyond my expectations, I naturally grew this uh, deeper desire for, for God. And I think it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's a sign that your life is becoming more of God and less of yours. Um, and as you read the word and spend time with God in secret places. It's so important to spend time with God by yourself in a quiet space because He'll just talk to you. He'll reveal you stuff in your life, in the scriptures. And, you know, I've been reading the Bible my whole life, but just being with the Holy Spirit and reading the Bible just makes me feel like I'm reading a a new book. It's like so different and so amazing. You, You guys need to try it out. Um, I really liked the, the Chronicles of Narnia, the, the series book. It's all seven books. And the last book is The Last Battle. C.S. Lewis talked about how the the, kingdom of, the new kingdom of Narnia, which represents uh, the, new, the, the kingdom of God, uh, he compared it to an onion in, in, how, in that onion has different layers, layers after layers. And the only difference is that kingdom of God Expands. It gets bigger as we enters into as we enter into different layers. More, the more we enter, the bigger it gets. So, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, the more you know about God, the more you realize how much more you have to know about God. So, from outside, you know, it's like, oh God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. But once you get to know Him personally, you you feel this. The extent of the things that you don't know, that you, that God wants you to know, that what God wants you to have, that God prepared for you. Mm-hmm. And it just gets bigger and bigger as you know him more and more. So, I kind of understand when Paul said, you know, I, I'm the, I don't know exactly in English, but like, I'm, I'm the least, uh, least of all saints or something like that. Yeah. Um, in that he 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 knows how big the kingdom of God is, how big God is, his emotions, his feelings, his in, intentions, um because he knows he uh Paul know probably knew about God more than um most of us so um and one personal example I'd say is i for twenty years, I never prayed seriously. I prayed you know before meals, before going to bed sometimes but I didn't really try to talk to God. And I, I think prayer is just a fancy word for talking to God. It's just talking. It's a conversation. So if you, once I tried to talk to God, as like, like I was talking to my friend, and, and actually listen, I actually tried to listen, that's one thing I didn't do. I was always talking to him, and I never tried to listen because I didn't believe that he, he was going to say something to me. Your, good, your life is going to be changed. You, once you tell him stuff once you ask him stuff once you seek him seek his face and once you try to listen to what he has to tell you your life is going to change so much um yeah i think that's it for this one.
0: that's good that's good thank you all right so some more things that the holy spirit does is um we're going to look at acts 1 4 through 8 so this is uh right before so jesus was crucified and resurrected and acts is like the first chapter of acts is right before he ascends up to heaven okay and so he's sitting here says once when he was eating with them he commanded them do not leave jerusalem he's saying this them being his disciples or followers so he's eating with his disciples after he's been resurrected he said he commanded them do not leave jerusalem until the father sends you all the gift he promised as i told you before referring back to john 16 he said john baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then it skips a couple of verses where they start arguing with him and stuff. And, uh, and then he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what he's saying is, hey, I have this gift where the Holy Spirit is going to fall. You're going to be baptized by the Holy Spirit in the same way that people are baptized in water. There's going to be this moment that the Holy Spirit encounters your life and um and jesus was saying that's gonna empower you to go and be my witness which just is a fancy word of saying to go and tell people my story to tell people just like isaac talked about a few weeks ago the gospel simply is telling the character and nature of god telling about who god is and all of that so what he's saying here is like the holy spirit will give you the ability to tell people about me and uh and I love, like most of us really want to tell our friends about Jesus. Like we want people to know and experience God in the way that we have. Um, but sometimes we struggle to do that. And, uh, and what Jesus is saying here is that the Holy Spirit will give us the ability and the um, motivation to witness to people, to tell people about himself. Um, so June wanted to share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So for the past... Uh, maybe two months god has been highlighting the importance of sharing the gospel with people and shamefully i i never shared the gospel directly to people for the past uh 19 20 years and so i was really nervous but god was keep kept he was keep highlighting the things that i should do that i didn't i've never done so i told him god i'm too nervous if you <laughs> If you lead your people to me, I'll share my stories. That's what I told God. And our faithful God, he answered my prayer, and he suddenly just filled my life with so many different people who are hungry for God uh, without knowing. Um, Some people, they're hungry for God, but they don't know it until you talk to them, until we have a deep conversation about it. Uh, And I think because now I have a genuine and and personal relationship with God, I can sometimes feel his emotions, sometimes feel his uh, desperate feeling toward people who are going to the opposite direction that he wants to go. Some people are running so fast toward Toward hell. Yeah. And God is so desperate to call them out. And to just bring them back to, to his side. And it's just one of the coolest things. Like not not the sad part. But like cool t- for me to experience. To feel what God feels. And that motivates me. To actually go and share my gospel. The gospel to the people. And now I'm not. I'm not really nervous anymore because I know that it's not me sharing the gospel and the gospel isn't like my story, mm. but it's the Holy Spirit using my stories, using my mouth to, to plant seeds, to make people realize that they have been hungry for this. Mm. And I guess... You know, there are so many different stories. I can talk to you guys about this. But there were just so many people. And if you guys just come to me after service, I can talk about it um, all day. But if you you guys are nervous about hearing the gospel, it's probably because you are trying to do it with your own strength. Because I was like that. So I, I, I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit. Like you're asking someone you know personally. God, I'm nervous. Can you help me? I don't want to not share the gospel because of my own feelings. You saved me, so I want to share this this gospel so that you can reach other people. And once you ask the Holy Spirit, and when you ask something, you have to be diligent. I used to pray for like two minutes and I was like, Ah, God, didn't answer me. And then just never pray about that again. You have to pray about it every day until he answers you that's how it works um, God favor God God is very pleased with uh, consistency and diligence um, so I encourage you guys to seek for it because he will give it to you if you really truly uh, have this desire and God will help you by putting more desire on your heart to share the gospel um, yeah
0: that's good and I like what you said about God kind of sharing his heart with you for other people, because that's this is kind of a natural second step to that other one of being having a closer connection to God, that when you're friends with someone, they tell you what matters to them, right? They tell you the things they love. They tell you the things that are important to them. And as you get closer to God, you begin to feel his heart. For people around you, you begin to rather than looking at someone who is really struggling and being like, "Well, that sucks and moving on like sometimes God will give you his heart and his picture for that and be like, "This makes me sad. This breaks my heart for them that they're going through this level of pain or that they're experiencing this thing and what's cool is that I no lo- it no longer is on me like you're saying it's because I love God and me and God are friends." So because this matters to you, I want to do this for you, God, like it's it's which then makes you feel closer to God, which then, you know, so it's like it's kind of this um, cycle of knowing God's heart more fully will kind of cast this vision, like you're saying, of, of this burden for that. And I love to in Acts in this verse in Acts 1, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. And one of the things that I want to kind of talk a little bit about is this power. Like what kind of power does the Holy Spirit give us access to? Uh, and so the thing he gives us access to is he empowers us with access to the supernatural side of God. Okay. So like we have this side of God that is like, that's totally, that, that is not the natural order of the world. Right. Um, so, In 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, it says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. Some versions there say speak in tongues, if you've ever heard of that, speak in unknown languages or tongues, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts, and he alone decides which, which gift each person should have. Um, Andrew and I were talking about this, and in our lives as followers of Jesus, we have like experienced most of these gifts, like one time. And I think sometimes we will have, like, as we press into the Holy Spirit, we'll experience, like, over and over again, we'll get this, like, thing of, oh man, God's using me in this way or whatever. But these different gifts are access to the side of God that really isn't in the understanding of physical nature, like it's the supernatural side. It's the side that doesn't make sense to doctors, right? It's the healing that we've got healing that I believe God ordains through medicine and through like modern doctors and all of that. But also there's times when the doctors are like, dude, I can't, Explain to you what just happened because one scan said there was cancer there and one scan said there was nothing. And so that's those things that people are like, ah, I just don't, I don't know what happened. I, don't, I can't explain that. Like there are miracles. There are words of wisdom. Like have you ever wished that you had the wisdom for a friend when they're going through something and that you could give them advice that was actually sound and that could actually help them with their situation? Uh, or the special knowledge like speaking into someone's life when you don't even know what exactly is happening. I've had God give me like words for someone that said like, hey, this is going on. Go say this to them. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on in your life, but God said, say A, B, C. And I walk up to this person I'm like, hey, this may be weird, but A, B, C. And they just start bawling. And you're like, I don't know what I just said to you, but like something just happened, right? And and so this is what God gives us through the power to the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. Like the, the power of the Holy Spirit is also to empower us to be witnesses. My voice just started sounding really weird for some reason in the microphones. Um, but anyways, uh, so, like my, so it gives us the power to be witnesses in some ways too. Because when you look at, let's say you want to share the gospel with a friend. Let's say you want to tell them about Jesus. And you're like, man, Jesus has changed my life. Like I know God in a personal way. And as June's talking up here, someone might just be like, that's weird, dude. Like That's good for you. I don't believe it though. I don't believe that this is actually true. But if, let's say that like you walk up to a friend, um, which this actually happened to one of my friends who's now a Chi Alpha pastor in California, and someone was like, hey, you have a cold. Can I pray for you real quick? And he just prayed like, God, heal his cold in the name of Jesus. And his congestion was gone. And he didn't, up to that point, he wasn't walking with Jesus, but he was like, tell me more. Like, what just happened? Like, tell me who this God is. And I think that's what God is giving us through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Because um, they may or may not believe your words. But when they encounter something that they can't explain, that is obviously outside of the natural realm, it makes you kind of wonder, like, okay, what is this? So I can't deny what just happened in my life. So I can't deny that there's something going on here Beyond just what people are talking about, right? Um, and and in chapter fourteen of First Corinthians, um, Paul goes on to say these gifts aren't just like so you can do cool stuff. Okay, it's not like a magic trick that you're like you go to a party like check this out. Like that's not that's not the goal. Okay, of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, um, they're given to point people to Jesus. The whole point of this empowerment of the Holy Spirit is to point people to Jesus to help them to see Him more fully and so that we can help each other in our faith. Uh, Some of these gifts are intended for you to help other believers in their walk with Jesus, and some are intended for people who've never heard about Jesus to recognize that Jesus exists. So 1 Corinthians 14 says, but if all of you are prophesying or basically giving these words that are about the future, if all of you are giving words about the future and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. Not like the mean judge, but just like, oh my gosh, they read my mail, okay? That's what he means there. So like, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed, A, B, C, right? Like, um, and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. And, uh, And so you may be like, that, I mean, like, that is what God wanted to do through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He always intended these gifts to draw people closer to Jesus, to point people to Jesus and to help them know God better. Um, and you may be like, yeah, but Alicia, that's kind of weird. Like, that's kind of, and it's like, yeah, that's the point. It's, it's supposed to be a little different. It's supposed to be a little weird. It's supposed to be something that doesn't make sense in the natural world. Um, but... The, the reality is this was Jesus's pattern of sharing the gospel. This was Jesus's pattern of interacting with people who didn't know him. He walked up to someone, he healed them, and then he shared the gospel. He walked up to somebody, he walked up to a crowd, and as he was talking to them about living greater holiness and greater surrender to God, he multiplied fish and bread and fed 5,000 people in one sitting. Like he performed miracles, so that people would more readily listen to the message of God, okay? That was the goal for it. And so Jesus worked miracles to draw people to God. Now that Jesus is in heaven, the Holy Spirit through us as believers works miracles to draw people closer to God. That's the order of things. And that's what God intended for these gifts. Um, and I promise that you, as you experience these things, these, these encounters with God that don't make a lot of sense, it will increase your connection to God, too. I found that in my life. It's like, whoa, like, I have encountered God so differently as I've seen him do these things. Um, And so it's not just for non-believers, it's for other believers, it's for you, it's for everyone to be pointed back to Jesus. So June, do you have any stories that you'd like to share with us about that? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I I used to not really believe in all these stuff, uh, miracles. They were things of the past They were in the Bible. Some special people came up on YouTube or on TV and, kill people and whoa and all that but it wasn't it wasn't it was never part of my life it was never gonna be part of my life so I never even thought about it. Um I wanna share about what happened last summer. It was when when I first recognized the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, I, by that time i was starting to realize the power of the holy spirit more and more and i was seeking specifically for the gift of speaking in tongues speaking in unknown languages it's like the pray it's like praying praying in tongues is like the holy spirit who's inside you is praying for you to god um the bible says something like we don't know what we are to pray about and the Holy Spirit knows what we need and what God wants us to pray about, so he prays for us. And it's that concept. And and through my friend, God sent me a video, a YouTube video, that explains what the gift of tongues is and how to receive it. And then at the end of the video, pastor the pastor in the video, he prayed for us so that we can receive the gift. And I was like, oh, that that's that feels a little sudden, like... Like, 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 I'm watching the video, and like, like this, I can receive it right now. And okay, I was, I was like, sure. I went into my room, I was by myself. I went into the closet actually, um, and I started praying, God, I want to receive this gift. Um, and the video ended, and I didn't get it. So I watched it, I think, two more times. And like, something, a, a different language sa- started to come out of my mouth. Like, it was crazy. I was by by myself in my room. I asked for it. And he, I started to, it wasn't like a sophisticated language. At first it was like a few syllables, like la, 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 la. And then uh, whenever I prayed more and more about it, it started to turn into something more like a language. Anyway, that was so cool. So I was like, I was, my heart was filled with joy. And that was like 11 p.m. So I was in my bed. I was, uh, like, yeah, la, 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 just like and I was doing that, and then suddenly i I had this thought, go pray your go pray for your brother so he can receive the gift also. I completely ignored it because I never heard anything like it, like it it was you know just so awkward to just walk up to your brother who who was in the living room watching YouTube also, and just say. I think God wants you to have the gift of tongues, and just that's so so like random. So I was again just trying to sleep, and it just came back to me. So I was like, "Okay, God." And then I I went to the living room, and he was a little confused. He was very confused actually, but he was open-minded enough to um, to pray together, and we uh, we knelt down. Held our hands together and prayed for about twenty minutes. When he started to pray in tongues, like it was it was crazy. Like the room, when when the presence of the Holy Spirit, you, when you can feel it, it's it's something different. The atmosphere changes. The air feels different. Um, and we were like crying so much because we've never experienced anything like it. You know, we've never believed in any any of it. We didn't really believe, I didn't really believe that I was saved even. Well, by that time, I was saved. I, I, I did believe I was saved, but like a few months back, I didn't even believe it. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. And then it was like 1130, so I was like, it's time, time to go to bed. So I, I, I was again, once again in my bed and just like, ah, oh, thank you, God. And then he was like, go pray for your sister. I was like, no, come on. I was really tired. I was really tired. And it was late. So I told the Holy Spirit, uh, she's probably asleep. Like, and he kept telling me, "Like, just go pray for her. So I went outside. I, I, I like, cracked the door open of her room. And the light was out. And she was in her bed already. I was like, I closed the door. I was like, I told you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> she's asleep. And then I went back to my bed. And the next morning, I asked my sister if she was awake. And she was like, yeah, I was awake. I was so scared when someone opened the door. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm, I'm so sorry, Holy Spirit. So I, I told my sister about everything that happened. And we prayed for like an hour this time. And she started to speak in tongues. And that was, that was the start of, I'd say, from in my perspective. Now, I know God has planned this. For so uh, such a long time, but from in my perspective, that was that was when I started to really grow in faith, to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. Another cool story happened like two weeks ago. Mm, I wish Kyle was here, but um, me and Kyle, we were eating Chick Fil A in Chick Fil A, um, like at eight thirty p.m. Uh, and we saw this guy who was with like seven other friends who had, he had crutches on his both sides. And I, I hear this voice again, right? Go pray for him so that he can, he can be healed. And I was like, that's ridiculous. That, <laughs> that's like, no. And then I was so like debating in my mind. And, you know, as always, he, he won um, in my head. And I told Kyle about how we should go pray for that guy. And Kyle was like, like because he, he's, he was like me. He never heard anything about it. He, didn't, he has no experience about it, with it. So we had to pray for each other for faith so that we can go pray for that guy. So after we prayed, we went, we went to that guy. I asked him. I introduced myself. And I was like, this might sound crazy, but I'm not crazy. Can I pray for you? And he was like, yeah, sure. And it's, it's awesome when you ask people if you can pray for them. Like, n- almost no one says no. Um, it turned out he was playing in this uh, trampoline park and his, his ankle was messed up, his right ankle. So he couldn't walk without the crutches. And I asked him beforehand what the pain level was from a scale from 1 to, one to 10. He said about 6 to 7 if he were to walk without the crutches Okay. I was like, I was like, Holy Spirit, it's your it's your time. Um so I laid my hand on his ankle and I I asked, I asked in the name of Jesus. You no, know, I command in the name of Jesus be healed. Um broken ankle, be healed, new bones, new blood, new muscle, new everything. I commanded in faith in the name of Jesus. And you know, seven other people there, they were laughing, they were laughing, and, and you know, understandable, but after I finished praying, I asked, uh, Chris was the guy's name. I asked Chris, like, how, how much pain he had. he had. He said, like, it's about three now. And I was like, okay, okay, that worked. And Kyle is turn now. So Kyle uh, did the same thing. And it was now, like, almost, he said almost zero. That's what he said. So I was like, okay, for one last time, I want to steal off, you know, all the doubt, all the pain that might be there. So I prayed for one last time. And after that, I took, took away his crutches. I was like, you don't need these anymore. And he started to, to walk, like walk around. Like, I was so crazy. Like my body's shaking right now because after that, me and Kyle, our bodies were shaking so much. I think it was a mixture of Holy Spirit and adrenaline just, just pumping. And it was so cool because, you know, those friends – they, they've seen something that they've never seen before. They can't laugh anymore. They've seen something tangibly, physically, that their friend who wasn't able to walk without the crutches is now walking. And I've sh- I shared the gospel there. Uh, I talked about how Christianity isn't about religion. It's about the relationship, this personal and genuine relationship you can, you can share with someone, a higher being than, than just us human beings. And it was so cool how they, their hearts were softened. They were uh, more willing to hear the gospel and they agreed with me. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, this is so cool. And, uh, we went back to our seats and we were like shaking and Kyle was finishing up his sandwich and we saw them like walking out and they were like, he was like jumping and checking his body. And I was like, hey, that's so cool. And yeah, that, that's, that's that story. We have some other stories. You know, Santiago knows about it. Ethan knows about it. Um, Kyle, they all experienced it in different different, um, uh, different days. And I don't want you guys to make a mistake that I made, which was I limited the power of the Holy Spirit in the boundaries of denominations. Some denominations stress more about the Holy Spirit, some more... uh, or should I think, academically or uh, intellectually. And that shouldn't mean that we should make the Holy Spirit someone that belongs to a denomination. Let, let's stick to the Bible and what the Bible says. The Bible says if we believe in God, if we're born again, we can do the miracles, we can prophesy, we can speak in tongues, and we can talk to the Holy Spirit, we can have this relationship with God. And I've been experiencing this for the past, uh, I don't know, a few months, only a few months. And I, I'm, so, I'm so glad that God let me have this in, in, in experience. But I'm also a little sad that I've lived my whole life calling myself a Christian. And yet I didn't even share the gospel, not even once, or I prayed anyone for healing. And I did pray for healing. I didn't believe it. You know, I didn't believe that he was gonna, they were gonna be healed at that moment. Um, right now I'm just praying for everyone. You know, be healed, be healed. And then just sharing the gospel because they, they are amazed by how, how they're healed instantly. And I, I guess those are, um, some of the experiences I had. I can share more if you guys, if you guys come talk to me afterwards, but yeah.
0: I love what you said. Now, June, every time you've prayed for someone since kind of being empowered by the Holy Spirit, has it worked every single time?
1: Not completely every time.
0: (laughs) I just want to say that there have been some times that it's been awkward, right? There have been some times that it's been weird. It's not like every time June prays, everything happens, right? But you're walking in obedience to what God's asking you to do. And I love what you said, Like that every time you're like, no, God, no way, right? But when you do it, After he's led you to do it, it's powerful and it's impactful.
1: Yes, and uh, like Alicia said in the beginning, it's not because I'm some Mm -hmm. special, super Christian. Like this is available for every single Christian.
0: Yeah.
1: I after that night at Chick Fil A, Holy Spirit talked to me. Miracles should be normalized. Yeah. In among Christians, it shouldn't be. You know, it should be celebrated. Of course, it shouldn't be something new yeah like each one of you guys have so it's like um the holy spirit is like holding the gift right above our head he's so ready to just drop it once you ask for it but we don't know that we have the access to it so we don't ask for it but once you ask for it he'll he's just so readily available to to drop that thing on your head and and you you'll just you know of course it's a process you have to ask it diligently um but it's available for everyone. I'm talking to every one of you, literally. It's available for all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I, I would agree that um, that this is something, and if you're like, man, I want to see this more in Scripture, like, let me study it more. Like, we have so much more that we can share with you if you really are that person that loves to intellectually study things like this. We're here for that because we believe that this stuff is intellectually reliable, and historically reliable, as well as being seen in scripture um, in these ways, you know. Um, and so, talk to us more if if that's just something that you're like, I want to learn more about this. Um, but I just want to sum up with this that, like, what I really hope that you absorb from tonight is a hunger and a desire for what June's talking about. Like, hey, I haven't personally experienced this but I want to. I think that would be cool. And because when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, just like we've talked about, he empowers us for greater holiness, to release sin in our lives and to walk like Jesus. He empowers us for deeper connection to God. He empowers us to share about Jesus with others, and he empowers us through greater access to the supernatural. And we should really desire these gifts. It says in scripture to eagerly and earnestly desire these gifts of the Spirit. Um, But here's something that I will add you can't seek one and not the other, okay? Like we can't be like, you know, I can get behind that healing one, but that whole like situations to increase my faith, I don't think I want that one. Or like, you know, I want to see people healed, but that whole evil spirit discerning thing or speaking in tongues, I don't think I want to walk in that. And I will just say that as you seek the fullness of God through the Holy Spirit, He will give you the gift you need. He will give you the gift someone else needs. He will give you the gift that you need. And so whatever gift he begins to give you, walk in it, right? So like go with an open attitude of God. I want to experience you more. Holy Spirit, I want to be empowered by you more. Whatever gift that may be, I you can earnestly, you can seek one over the, like, God, I really want to see someone healed, or I really want to see this. But I'm just saying, if you ask for him to show you healing, and then he begins to give you tongues. Don't be like, nope, I'm out, right? Or he begins to give you discerning spirits. Don't be like, I'm quitting this thing, right? Because one leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. God will give you those gifts in the way that you need to receive them individually, like June talked about. Um, Because we can know and trust the character of God in that he knows what gift needs to be given, in what order, To what person, okay? So maybe that person that he's giving you, like that thing like June talked about where it's like you're seeing someone and you're experiencing something for someone that you feel like God wants you to share, that's a gift for that person. Don't stop it. Don't not be the words of God to that person, right? Like, God will give a gift that needs it. if And you will receive and experience more of God if you seek and ask that. And that's kind of what June's talking about. It's like, pray for it. Want it. You do have access to this. Each of us on staff and multiple of us in this room have experienced similar things. It's not just June. Like, we can each tell you stories of these type of things, too because we have hungered for it in our lives and we have sought it out. Okay, so talk to us more if this is like, man, I want to learn more about this. I want to experience more on this. Like we want you to talk to us more. This is just kind of an opening of this conversation. Um, And we want to see campus impacted by us walking in the fullness of God and His Spirit among us. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.